You're listening to Give Me the Bible with Len. Today's program is entitled Propaganda. Hello my radio friends. Welcome to the program today. Have you ever wondered if we Australians have ever been or are currently being subject to propaganda? The answer to that question is a profound yes, as there are many attempts to make us think in certain ways. Advertising is blatant propaganda, but you may not be aware of other subtle ways we have been conditioned to think. In case you're not aware of it, Propaganda simply means brainwashing or indoctrination. Today I want to share with you attempts that have been and are being made to make us accept certain ideas, although many of those ideas and what is being presented as factual is nothing more than lies, lies and more lies, dressed up as scientific truth. It is parallel to what has recently been coined as false news or false facts. Not only are many of those ideas false, but an enormous amount of money and energy has been and is being put into deceiving the public. In 1992, while travelling in Canada, my wife and I had a stopover in Winnipeg in Manitoba. While there, we visited the Natural History Museum, which to me epitomises a huge waste of resources spent in propagandising people. You see, there, and in many other ways, what is presented as truth, with further investigation, has proven to be fraudulent. So what is it that has sucked people into believing and has been responsible as a major factor in formulating their world views. In this case, the theory of evolution is the culprit. This theory has undeservedly gained acceptance around the world. Here are some of the widespread beliefs generated by the theory of evolution proponents. Number one, that evolution is science. Number two, that living plants and creatures are the products of haphazard and random chance. Number three, organic matter first formed from inorganic matter. Four, that there is a progression from simple to complex life forms. Five, new fossil finds are bringing a closer understanding of where life first began. Number six, Man is a descendant of apes. 7. Anyone who does not accept the evolution theory is a moron. And number 8. Evolution is factual. What is suppressed from the general public's knowledge are the frauds and forgeries that have been hidden under the carpet. So-called proofs of evolution have so often proved to have been nothing more than conjecture. And here's an example. 
1922, an experienced geologist named Harold J. Cook discovered a badly damaged molar tooth in a quarry near the town of Snake Creek in Nebraska, USA. The tooth was eventually sent to and examined by a number of leading U.S. scientists. Casts were made and sent around the world to other scientists and dentitions. The president of the American Museum of Natural History wrote about his excitement that such a discovery was evidence of the arrival of anthropoid primates in North America. And what he meant was that this tooth was evidence of ape men existing in North America. From that one tooth, an artist drew a picture of two naked, stooped, semi-human and semi-ape-like creatures. This picture was then included in books, including textbooks, showing what early man looked like. Some of you listeners may, like me, have been exposed to these kinds of books and as children we were expected to believe what we saw and read. However, after much further investigation, the tooth was discovered to have been an upper molar that belonged to a peccary, a kind of pig. It had nothing to do in the least with early man. What was presented in the artist's picture was merely conjecture and imagination. Yet it was approved by the leading scientists of the day because it propped up their unstable theory. But the ugly side of this is that thousands of children and students became convinced that today's modern man once looked like some kind of ape. Unfortunately, the public was not informed that Nebraska man was a hoax because many leading scientists had proclaimed Nebraska man to be reality and at the time an amazing new discovery. You see, their reputation was at stake if the hoax should be revealed. Proper like this is real and has deceived many. Now, Professor Ernst Haeckel was an avowed evolutionist. He reasoned that because there were monkeys and because there were people, there must have been some sort of missing link, part ape and part man. Without any evidence whatever, he invented an ape-man creature and named it Pithecanthropicus alalis. As in the case of Nebraska man, Artists were commissioned to draw this fictional creature according to Haeckel's description. One of the drawings showed Haeckel's ape-man as a short and stumpy individual, while the other one depicted it as tall and slender-limbed. Both pictures ended up in books, and, as could be expected, vulnerable readers were influenced by Haeckel's pictures and descriptions of primitive man. Also, many pro-evolutionists were captivated by Haeckel's influence and accepted what Haeckel said as truth. As well as inventing this ape-man, Haeckel invented a habitat 
saying that Pithecanthropicus Alalus lived on a mythical land called Lemuria, which sank into the sea. Although some of his imaginary creatures were supposed to have escaped to Africa, can you believe such garbage? What the highly revered Professor Haeckel came up with was not in the least scientific. It was pure imagination. Some would say it was hallucinatory speculation. Yet the ape-man theory continues. Paleoanthropologists have perpetuated the myth, and it continues up until the present time. Haeckel is primarily responsible for this particular type of propaganda that has influenced millions upon millions of people. And I'd like to say more about Haeckel later on. Another so-called ape-man became known as the Piltdown Man. Again, millions of people came to believe that this so-called primitive man-like creature actually existed and was supposed to be a forerunner of modern man. The Piltdown Man hoax has been called the most infamous blunder in science. When the truth came out about the Piltdown Man forgery, the London Star newspaper headlines screamed out that this was the biggest scientific hoax of the century. Piltdown Man resulted from some old bones found in 1908 in a gravel pit near the village of Piltdown in Sussex, England. In subsequent years, several other finds, including a canine tooth, a molar, and skull fragments were also found but were distant from the original find. All the skeletal fragments were laid out and with a great company of people assembled at the rooms of the Geological Society of London, the account of the discovery of Piltdown Man was explained. Scientists and reporters were captivated by the find and enthusiastically spread the story about modern man's origins going back to this creature. Forty years later, Piltdown Man was declared a hoax. After the initial excitement had died down, it was discovered that many of the fossils had been tampered with. Bone fragments had been artificially coloured to make them look old, and the teeth had been ground down to make them look worn. But the propaganda had done its work, and the damage had been done. It is obviously harder to unlearn what you may once regarded to have been truth, rather than to learn something for the first time. And so it was with the convincing lies about Piltdown Man. There are many other cases where similar amazing discoveries, such as was with Piltdown Man, Cro-Magnon Man, Australopithecus, Neanderthal Man and Java Man, and all have been the, simi- uh, the centre of similar hoaxes. 
What is taught in schools these days often includes studies in evolution theory. It has already been previously rejected by those in the forefront of evolutionary research. But it takes a long time to weed out false information from books, especially when that information was used as evidence in support of the theory. And I'd also like to suggest that most teachers simply go with the flow and present to today's students what they once learned, whether or not that information is up to date. And added to that, any biology teachers who refuse to teach evolution will be stigmatised and ostracised because of the stand they take in not being prepared to accept and teach something which is so widely accepted. And I remember well a circular that came to all teachers from the Director of Education in the state where I was teaching, saying that any teacher who refused to teach evolution would place himself or herself at risk and could be fired because of non-acceptance of that particular curriculum recommendation. And what applies to teachers also applies to scientists. Scientists who who do research in areas that contradict evolutionary theory are less likely to receive grants for their research, and scientific journals are less likely to publish their research papers. Yet, those same journals and publications are prepared to promote the unproven theory of evolution as fact, while at the same time hide what contradicts the evolutionary misinformation. We're going to have a short break, and we'll go on straight afterwards. I serve a risen Savior, He's in the world today. I know that He is living, whatever men may say. I see His hand of mercy, I hear His voice of cheer. And just the time I need Him, He's always near. He lives, He lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, He lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know He lives. He lives within my heart. In all the I see His love and care And though my heart grows weary I never will despair I know that He is leading Through all the stormy blasts The day of His appearing Will come at last He lives, He lives Christ Jesus lives today He walks with me and talks with me Along life's narrow way He lives, He lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know He lives. He lives. 
rejoice, rejoice, O Christian, lift up your voice and sing. Eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King, the hope of all who seek Him, the help of all who find. None other is so loving, so good and kind. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know He lives. He lives within my Earlier, I mentioned Professor Ernst Haeckel. Haeckel came up with the idea that all faunal life forms look very similar in the embryonic stages. So he drew some illustrations that have been widely published in hundreds of school and university textbooks. Haeckel's embryos all look very similar. Haeckel theorised that human life began, begins as a single cell. He reasoned that all life forms, simple or complex, are much the same. His drawings show first life form embryos looking like curled tadpoles, with added complexities reaching down to human embryos also appearing much the same, including a tail. Haeckel's idea was that the embryos show an evolutionary line, a semblance to their earlier ancestors, thus extrapolating evolution to be true. Now Haeckel's status as a scientist was enough for many people to believe that what he presented was fact. Yet, at the time... Few realised that Haeckel's, experiment, Haeckel's vivid imagination overpowered any careful scientific inquiry and experimentation. The drawings of the embryos were not accurate, and Haeckel included alterations to make it appear that they were distinct similarities between simple and complex embryonic life forms. In today's vernacular, we would say his drawings had been drastically photoshopped. Although later studies by other scientists discredited Haeckel's drawings, the myth has continued. I've seen similar pictures of the so-called evolutionary progress of horses and of man from some primitive ancestor. Although these illustrations have since been discredited, some still persist in various textbooks. Hitler was the master of propaganda, with his propaganda general, Goebbels. They were notable in convincing Germans that Germans were part of the master race and that all Jews, non-Caucasians, and people with deformities and disabilities should be eliminated. Their propaganda basically involved political themes. Haeckel 
was probably more successful in his propaganda than Hitler. Along with Darwin, Hegel was convinced practically the whole he convinced practically the whole world that man is a product of evolution from lower life forms. In that sense, Hegel and others like him present themselves as being greater and better informed than God himself. The evolution propaganda has been very effective despite its very serious faults. And here are a few of its faults. Firstly, it has never been observed that one kind of creature turns into another kind. Secondly, if the previous premise would be true, there is a complete lack of intermediate species. Thirdly, the theory is heavy on conjecture and light on science. Fourthly, the so-called operating factor of evolution, which is mutation, is supposed to bring about more complex life forms, where in reality, mutations result in genetic informational loss rather than gain. And then, fifthly, there's the impracticability of the concept that things change to make a new, fully functional life form without any thought or design. Sixthly, since Darwin's initial postulation, the theory of evolution has been under constant revision, with certain proofs being discarded and others being put in their place. Evolution is like a rope that has so many breaks and knots in it that it's worthless. Now, given all these improbabilities, the theory still survives and thrives. To me, it makes no sense to believe in a theory that has, in so many ways, been shown to be unworkable and implausible. Propagandists and advertisers are aware of the adage that if you tell a lie convincingly and often enough, it will be believed. And it's my considered opinion that people are so bombarded with evolution theory ideas that they've come to accept it as truth. I once heard of an experiment that illustrates the acceptance of error as truth. Unbeknown to an employee of a certain company, it was arranged that various other employees would say certain things to her that would bring about a change in her perception of herself. And here's how it went. Joanne is at work. A colleague comes by and greets her. Hello, Joanne. Are you, okay? Are you okay? You look a little pale this morning. Joanne replies, I don't know why you say I'm pale. I'm feeling fine. Someone else comes by. Hi, Joanne. You don't look well. Are you sick? Joanne replies, I don't think I'm sick because I feel quite normal. After a few more colleagues comment on Joanne's looking unwell, she finds herself feeling unwell 
to the extent that by lunchtime she requests her boss to let her go home because she feels sick. And that's how propaganda works. I feel strongly that we've been so pressured with the evolution propaganda that it has become accepted almost without question. There are two possible accounts of human origins. One is contained in the theory of evolution. The other is from God's Word, the Bible. I believe it requires much less faith to believe the Bible account than it does to believe what evolution teaches. Over and over and over again, the evolutionary explanations have been shown to be incorrect and unsustainable. Today, I've dealt with a few of the major platforms presented to make the theory of evolution appear plausible. Yet, with closer investigation, those platforms have been demonstrated to be nothing but frauds. Next week, I'd like to present more issues where more of the evolution teachings collapse because they were and are based on a false premise. Be listening, won't you? Until then, this is Len signing off and wishing you discernment in being able to recognise truth from error. Shall we gather at the river Where bright angels' feet have trod With its crystal tide forever Flowing from the throne of God Yes, we will gather at the river The beautiful, the beautiful river saints at the river that flows by the throne of God. Shining river, soon our pilgrimage will cease. Soon our happy hearts will quiver with the melody of peace. Yes, we will gather at the river, the beautiful, the beautiful river. Gather with the saints at the
we will gather at the river, the beautiful, the beautiful river, gather with the saints at